You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, Internet? This is Brandon. And this is Alex. And we are filmmakers. And we're also drinking bourbon. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. All right. So, uh, what's this guy? Uh, well, we're back. We're back to where we started with the old Forester. Yeah. It's uh, affordable, it's tasty, and it's 100 proof. All right. Back to the beginning. All right. Excellent. Let's try it. Go for it. Tastes, tastes familiar. Yeah, it's good. It's like old friends getting back together. Speaking of which, we haven't we haven't hung out in a while. It's been a few weeks. Yeah, yeah we're like uh, we actually had to do like a couple on locations. Yeah, which I think is a good thing. I think it means that we're busy and working, and it means that we are <laughs> really filmmakers. We're not just podcasters. Yes, we're we're actually out there in the world creating yeah. things. So that's cool, and, and you know that's one of the things that we really wanted with this was we wanted to connect with the filmmaking community. And let people know, like, hey, we're real guys doing real work. Yeah. And I think, you know... Not just Joe Schmo. Yeah, well, and then on the other spectrum of that, we're also... Like, we're not on here talking about problems of, oh, well, you know, we only had $3 million for this budget, you know? Because <laughs> I think the predominant group of listeners, you know, they're not dealing with those sort of budgets, right? I no. mean, what, like, what kind of budgets are you working with? I mean, a big budget, like a big, decently budgeted commercial type project would be what 50 to 80 grand something like that yeah i mean that's definitely yeah. what we're seeing a lot is you know and and it just depends on the work you know yeah. i mean so yeah, music videos could be you know sub 10 grand yeah and you're trying to create a, a really flashy product to help you know sell a new musician it's yeah. tough or i mean you know if, if it's a cool product you know, might be getting a call to do we did something really cool for a company they needed a kickstarter video and all they had was five grand. So it was, you yeah. know, it was a half-day shoot. We basically did post for free. But it was a cool product that it's hopefully exposure. will yeah. get us in the door for some other projects. So there's projects you do at lower price points because you see a longer play or a bigger play. And then there's projects where for it to be worth it, you have to get a real budget. Exactly. It's, it's like the more mind-numbing it is, the, the more higher budget it needs to be for yeah. you to stomach it, you know. So, so anyway, that brings us back that, that we're real filmmakers yep. doing real work. I'd like to think so. So the question then is, what have you been working on? You want to jump straight to that versus what yeah. have you been watching? All right, all right. Yeah, let's, let's jump get, to it. Yeah, let's, let's go to it. You know what? We're not held down by the formula. Agreed. Yeah, we You're can right. do whatever we want. All right, let's jump to it. Yeah. Um, what have you been working on? What have I been working on? So a lot, actually. I mean, considering we've had to do two on locations, and I almost died last week. Yeah. yeah. I mean, last week was a little nuts. It was a uh, five-day shoot. You know, Monday through Friday, 10-hour uh, days, and in between Thursday and Friday, I actually drove up to Columbus. So that was five days in Cincinnati. In between Thursday and Friday, I drove up to Columbus to shoot a music video in between all that. So I ended up doing six projects in five days. That's crazy. Yeah, I was up for about 35, 36 hours straight. Yeah, that's, that's not healthy. No, but it, it <laughs> needed to be done, and it, it, was, uh, it, was, a good, it was good for my career. Good. So. Well, what kind of what tell the listeners what kind of stuff were you working on? Um, you know, only share what you can, but um, yeah. you know what kind of what kind of things were you doing? Well, so the five day gig was for um, a Halloween decoration company. They make cool. you know, uh, animated Halloween products and furniture and dancing skeletons. Yeah, dancing skeletons. <laughs> lots of those. Lots of witches with their heads that turn around 180 <laughs> degrees. Um, so that was five days. Uh, we shot. 
So were you shooting like video catalog type stuff? Like No, this is actually, so they're year-end video. So we do the kind of video catalog product demo thing throughout the year uh, or a few months prior to this. And then this year, or at the end of the year, right before Halloween, they do this big elaborate video to showcase their entire product line and, you know, just give something for the viewers. Um, but it was basically a tour through a haunted house showcasing all their products. So the gist of it was lady loses a dog. It goes into this house. She follows it in. And then, boom, the entire video is first person trekking around the house trying to find her lost dog. Yeah. All right. So it was, it was a chore. and cool. It, it, yeah, it was, it was really cool. But it was... Um, so it wasn't really a commercial. It no. wasn't really... Uh-uh. A corporate video. It was no. kind of like this branded content sort of space, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. In so, a way. creative branded content. Cool. And so we actually shot two different videos. We shot one that's just one single thing. You watch it and it ends, and that's it. And the other one is an interactive piece where we, you know, dolly into a room and we settle on a wide shot of all the product, and then they all become interactive, clickable items. Cool. So it's a little different. Then anyway, between Thursday and Friday, uh, I drove up and did another music video for uh, band 21 Pilots. We did Excellent. a while back. Yeah. That other one's doing pretty good, right? It's doing really well. It's got it's a couple like, views? A couple. Like 10? Like, like seven and a quarter million. Yeah. Nice. So it's doing pretty well. Uh, the record's cool, doing really well. Yeah. The record's like number one billboard. Yeah, so. It seems like they're blowing up. Yeah, they're connecting with, with the right audience. Yeah. And this, uh, the one we shot this time was a little more difficult i would say it was shorter we only shot for maybe four hours three hours wow but it was nighttime on a country road and so i was simulating moonlight and if anybody's ever done that before it takes a lot of light if you're doing this you know vast wide shot of three actors walking towards you on an abandoned road and there are no lights and there's no full moon you gotta you gotta create it yourself. So what was your approach? Let's walk through that for yeah. a minute. Let's take a little a little breakdown for the for the audience. Breakdown. Yeah. What's a give us a breakdown? How did you approach that? So we are. I'm at one end of the road, or kind of in the middle. Actors are facing us, and there's a tree line at the far end of the road, mm-hmm. back in the distance. And so the initial approach was okay. I need one giant source to start off with, and so we got a condor, or a cherry picker, a crane, a construction crane. And in that, we, in the basket, I'd mounted a 18K HMI. Okay. So giant, giant light. Um, and daylight we, balance? Daylight or? balance. Okay. Yeah, HMI is all daylight balanced. So, yeah. And so I was tungsten balanced. So it created this blue cast for moonlight. Um, so we sent that up in the air. And I'd, originally, I'd requested an 80-foot articulating condor, which is a decent height. It's like a middle height. They sell 60, 80, and 120s. Um, so the only thing that we could afford budget wise was a 60 footer. So we had to kind of make do and it get, we get there, we, you know, mount it. We actually don't mount it first. We send up the basket to see where we can put the light and it's about 15 feet shy of reaching over the trees, which is really mm-hmm. frustrating because now we're like, okay, well, we can't get a backlight. What are we going to do? Right. Cause you needed it to go over the trees, over the trees in order to actually <laughs> hit the talent. <laughs> so we, I walk around back and I'm walking the tree line and I end up finding this little hole, maybe 20 feet wide, uh, that we can potentially peek the 18 K through and hit the road. 
But on the other side of that hole, there's a branch dead center. So the light <laughs> goes through the hole, it hits the beginning of the road, gets broken up in the middle, and then hits the end of the road. So throughout the entire song, they're you know kind of walking in and out of moonlight, which is not a bad effect, but sure. it's just not what I wanted. So we, you know, you kind of dealt the hand you're, play the hand you're dealt. Right. So uh, what were you guys shooting on? We were shooting on Red One okay. MX. So uh, ideally, I don't like to rate that thing higher than 320 ISO, but we were shooting 800 because we were in pitch black. Right. And then we were shooting on super speed lenses, which were, they go up to a 1.3, so super wide open, but I was shooting a 1.3.2 split most of the time at 2. So I, I didn't even have to open up all the way, which is nice. Did you consider going into the project of using a different camera? Like, you know, some of the stuff that handles the low light yeah. a little better? Like, what, where did you land on that? Well, ideally, I wanted to shoot it on Alexa um, because at 800, that thing's perfect. It's great. Ideally, ideally you always want to shoot on Alexa. Ideally, <laughs> if, if the budget allows it, I always want to shoot on Alexa. Uh, but the budget did not allow it. So we shot on Red One with super speeds, and it was fine. I mean, we had that 18K as a backlight. We had an M40, which is a 4K HMI with their max reflector in it from Aerie. It's beautiful, beautiful light. We had that off to the side as a bounce into a 12 by ultra bounce, and that really just brought everything up. So it was a good shoot. I mean, the entire thing is just three dudes uh, walking towards camera. I'm tracking backwards with an easy rig. No transformation into werewolves or no, no, this Michael is not, Jackson style. No, just simple walking. Um, but yeah, I had an easy rig to help take the weight off. So it's basically just a bungee cord attached to a backpack. Yeah, that takes all the weight off your shoulder and your arms and puts it on your hips. Cool. So man. It was cool. Yeah, I mean, going back to the Alexa, the the five day gig that I had to take a break from to go up there was Alexa and super speeds. Sure. So. Yeah, I, uh, I got my playtime. You got not only your playtime, but you also got a workout. I got a workout for sure. Those things are not, not lightweight. No. I mean, those <laughs> things are fully built out. It was like 40-some pounds. Yeah. So and you're carrying that around for 10 hours a day for five days, and you end up pretty sore. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's good, though, but you've been working. Been working. That's yeah, what matters, getting, right? Yeah, getting content created. What about that's, you, man? Man, you know, this industry, you know, it's all feast or famine, it seems mm -hmm. like, you know. And, Cyclical. Um, and, you know, just a couple weeks ago, you were like, man, things are slow. Very, and then all of a sudden were. you're like, I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> and so we've, you know, we were kind of on the opposite of that. You know, things were ramped up. And then, yep. um, you know, most recently we had a little bit of a dip. So things have been slower. Um, a lot of estimates, a lot of, you know, pre-production. Um, you know, one of the things that, you know, I, I want to talk about is, you know, sometimes... Sometimes projects, they just don't pan out the way you think. So th we had a project that, that ramped up, went through full pre-production. I mean, we hustled. In 24 hours, we landed talent, location, crew, the whole deal. We, we drew storyboards, literally, in 24 hours. What was this for? Craziness. Uh, project I can't really talk about. Oh, gotcha. Um, it was with an agency. Yeah. And um, it was going to be a ton of fun. And then yeah. at the 11th hour while being presented the storyboards the client the end client not the agency but the end user yeah, yeah. Uh, decided that they were going to hold off on the video for now and just not even do it well they're going to just postpone it Jeez. so hopefully it'll be next month that's but crazy literally in 24 hours we yeah. did we secured talent so we did full, full uh casting. casting yeah location full scouting wow full crew was on hold gear the whole nine and we had uh storyboards fully illustrated 
That's insane. Oh, it was crazy. In one day. So what I learned from it was, A, you can do a lot in a day. Yeah. <laughs> and B, that you don't always get what you want or sometimes things kind of, you know, like life happens and, and that's okay. But, mm-hmm. you know, the thing that I think we can take away from it in, in our industry, you know, and to all the listeners out there, it just shows how important it is when you can get a project or a client that is ongoing and consistent. Yeah. I mean, whether you're just a one-man freelancer, do-it-all shop, or you're, uh, you know, a small digital film and motion shop like, like, like my company, um, or if you're a huge production company, having that consistent flow of work that you can kind of count on monthly or quarterly is so important. Oh, it's huge. Um, is that, is that the same for you as in a free, as a freelancer? Yeah. I know that, um, you know, there's certain jobs that I know are going to pop up every year. So it's not super consistent as like a, okay, every month we're going to have a day of work or something, but every year I know that there's one or two jobs that, that are there and I can count on that. So it's like you have this base income, boom, every year, everything else yeah. up from that is variable for sure. But it's nice to know that, yeah. you know, okay, well come uh, June or come whatever, then I'm going to have five days of work. Yeah. That's nice. Well, and I think too, so, I mean, that's just something I wanted to throw out there and to all our listeners, wherever you're at, don't get discouraged. Um, you know, business is going to, is going to pick up, business is going to slow down and that's true no matter where you're working. I mean, we're here in the Midwest and, um, and we feel it. And I know people on either side of the coast, they have the same experience where Mm -hmm. there's, there's peaks and dips. Um, and so hang in there, keep your head up. And, you know, one of the things we always do is we always, um, we always try to make use of our downtime. For sure. So, Passion projects. Well, that and then just being smart. So actually, one of the things that we do, and I'm super excited about how, how that's going to play into the show, is we'll, on some of our downtime, we'll shoot stock footage. Oh, yeah. And um, I know, as, you know in production community, we always you know, kind of you know, a lot of times make fun of it or we'll say, oh, you know, that's stock because we want to be out there making it. We want to be out there <laughs> shooting it. Um, but there's a time and a place, you know, and, and we do a lot of work with agencies and there's a time and a place where stock footage comes into play. There's a time and a place where it saves your butt. There's a time yeah. and a place where it meets the budget. And so, um, so we decided, you know, we were going to do that. We partnered with Dissolve, who's pretty cool and they do some pretty progressive stuff, um, shoot a lot of 4K. And so we're uh, an exclusive uh, partner for them. We shoot uh, only for them. We don't shoot a ton, but we, we do. And, um, but anyway, so I talked to them, and they are going to come on the show. Really? Yeah, man. They're going to come gonna on. Come? Yeah. Oh, sweet. They're going to come on talk a little bit about um, stock footage, the pros, the cons. Building up your library. What it takes and, to yeah. be a part of it. Really, I think, will be informative for our listeners because they might be you know, finding a way to, to, to think about that as an avenue to, to create Some more income in their residuals. Slow, slow times. Yeah. Because so. that stuff just builds up, builds up, yeah, and man. you can draw from that year-round. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they are also going to have some sort of a giveaway. That would so be awesome. That, that could be fun. So I don't yeah. know if it's going to be clips or a swag bag of some sort, but either way, it should be pretty cool. Yeah, to so, get their perspective on a different different avenue for earning. That's yeah. Cool. So, uh, but anyway, that's it. You know, just kind of uh, we're just grinding right now. We got a couple yeah. of things you know can't really talk about, but um, you know, grinding through some stuff Man, and um, can't talk about it. It's so secretive. Uh, you know, I'm just. Like working for the government or NDAs something. NDAs and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, you got to respect that. You got Obama tasking you to do some projects. <laughs> yeah, we're doing some stuff for Obama. <laughs> Not really. Uh, well, but, what about uh, other projects? Speaking of downtime yeah. and like, you know, making the best use of it, we, you know, we talked about it a little bit, 
a little bit back, but Kill Game, yeah. our little project, which we every time we got some downtime, we work on it a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, you know, build it yeah. up. And I think we're about there like it seems like we're there and yeah, ready to we're ready to ramp move up move forward we've got a wonderful producer who hopefully um if you're listening you're still going to be on board hopefully uh sarah is her name she's amazing and um yeah we're gonna lock down location and launch our indiegogo and just make this thing happen so yeah one way or another it's gonna happen it's happening so i'm excited about that yeah because i got you know three other short films in the works that have they've been shot and they're going through post-production but the actual production, man. That's that's what I like. I like getting out there and shooting, yeah. actually creating it. Get out there and work. Yeah, that's cool. So it'll be fun. All right. Well, what what have you been uh, aside from that? It sounds like you haven't really had time to watch anything. You'll be surprised. I find time. <laughs> I find time. <laughs> we've been uh, we've been well. I say we. I've been digging in. Uh, you know, I always love watching documentaries. That's sort of my first love, my heart. Yeah. Um. So. Been you find watching, good ones? Well, I've been watching a lot of Vice on HBO. That that classifies is, as documentary. For yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. And they do. I just think they do such a great job and um, very interesting. They kind of you know dig into you know different things and topics. So I finished season one. I mm. uh, went back and watched those. Some of those I've seen, but I, I watched them. And um, I'm in All season good. two, and and I just love that format. And they they do a great job. So I've been watching that. Um, as far as features, I watched uh, Short Game, which is Netflix picked it up. It's yeah. about kid golfers, the best kid golfers in the world. Featured doc or? Featured documentary. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, these kid golfers, they're like, you know, between the ages of six and eight. Wow. And they compete at the Worlds at, uh, at Pinehurst. And it's crazy, dude. These kids That's are insane. little badasses. Yeah. Um, actually, one of them, like one of the top kid golfers in the world is Anna Kornikova's little brother. Really? Yeah. So, and he's, he's hilarious. And so it's really fun. It's called short game and it huh. kind of shows you the kids. It shows you the parents and, um, it's pretty cool. It's, a, it's well shot and really well done. So to check that out. That's a sport. I'm not again, crazy shout out with. to Netflix. They're crushing it. Oh yeah. They know it's like, they know how to pick which movies to sign on Varunga. Yep. Um, and they know which, they know which shows to produce. I mean, they're just, they're doing a great job. They're, they get it. Yeah. Speaking of Netflix. Yeah. Orange is the new black. I don't know, you been, man. You like that okay, or no? This is where we're going to, ha- we might get into a little scuffle. That's fine. I don't know, man. I like it. Season one. Good. Was great. Yeah. Season two. Not so good. See you later. Yeah. I don't know if I even want to watch season three, but then one of the production assistants, production coordinators that we, we work with, uh, hollered out on Twitter about um, season three, mm-hmm. and I was like, ah, season two was kind of meh. And then she was like, season three might be better than season one. It's it's good. We so we've watched I'm, all of it. Uh, I'm on the fence. We haven't watched all of season three, but we've watched the first uh, two episodes at our house, and we're we're back into it. I mean, yeah, right. Season two got us. Eh. It was a little slow and it was a little boring. And it was I think little... I didn't like season two because they got rid of what's her name, the, the redhead from uh, the that seventy show. Oh, then you'll like season three. She was minimized, which was kind of you know like I yeah. felt like their little love story really kept the show moving and interesting, and yeah. it had that tension between like you know just all the craziness of how she even got into prison, and then all yeah, of a sudden season two like. 
It wasn't even about was it? It's Tyler, right? Is that her name? Tyler. Who? The main character. What's Piper. Piper. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, it's like season two wasn't even about her, and it was like all There's that all stuff with stories. red, and yeah. I didn't just. It was kind of. Well, all blah. I can say is, dude, start start season three, watch episode one, and you'll be back into it. So season three is alright. Yes, it's okay. good. It's good. All right. I was hesitant to to start it too because I was so thrown off by season two, sure. and then you know the lady was like, hey. We gotta we gotta do it. I love this show. We watched one episode. And we're like, all right, next episode. Let's go. Yeah. You know, it's that good. Speaking of throne, yeah. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I can't get into it. I love it, and I can't believe that you can't get into I'm it. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and make a ridiculous statement. Go ahead. I know that's not maybe uncommon for me. Go ahead. But I'm gonna go ahead and throw it out there. Movies, TV shows, anything where somebody wears a robe, you hate it. Is horrible. You you hate the fantastic horrible. You are grounded horrible. In Harry reality. Potter horrible. That it's Lord great. of the Rings awful. No. Star Wars amazing. Stupid. <laughs> I mean, if you're wearing a robe, it is just horrible. A robe. It's not like they're wearing a bathrobe or something. I don't something. know, dude. Like it's just weird. Ordering a pizza and answering the door. Let's put this one out to the they're listeners. like fighting can for we, galaxies. Can we throw this one out to the listeners? Go ahead. Because so far, from what I can recall, yeah. last time everybody agreed with me that superhero movies suck. I don't know about everybody. Minus the Dark Knight. Minus, yeah, you one exception. bring that up. One exception. Nah. So let's, listeners, if you're out there, here's the new debate. Robes. Or not. In or out. If it's robes. an old show, an old show where you're wearing capes and robes and garb, period pieces. Yeah. Medieval. Are they good or do they just suck? I think that they will agree that they're fantastic. God damn it. I know it, man, because everybody yeah. watches Game of Game Thrones. Game of Thrones is unbelievable. But then you even go to other things like well, why? the Tudors. Tell me. Like, you tell me. Why should I watch Game of Thrones, Vikings, or any of that crap? Because they have some of the best character development and storytelling and cinematography of any show ever. Game of Thrones is one of the most beautifully shot shows I've ever seen. And they make you, like whether you want to or not, you fall in love with certain characters and you're like, man, this is my guy. This is my guy. And then you get your like heart ripped from your chest when they are killed off. So the fact that some show can do that and get you so fully invested... That's, it's amazing. All right. Yeah. All right. You just haven't given it a chance, man. Maybe Maybe I'll try it. Have you even started it? No. You're just ragging on it without even watching it. I just it. can't. I have a hard time with robes, you dude. Gotta, you got to start it, man. I would be interested. You know, we always talk about what we're watching. I want to yeah. know what the listeners are watching. And actually, right now, I would love some recommendations. So... Uh, if you're out there listening, what do you think we should be watching? What are the shows that you've fallen in love with? Mm-hmm. Um, and break it into categories. Yeah. Like what docs, yeah, let what us know. narrative features, yeah. what shorts? What, get, what gets you uh, all gets pumped you going. up? Especially anything with robes in it. Brandon loves oh, that. Oh, robes. Unbelievable. Yeah. You get a documentary um, about bathrobes. I'm sure he'd watch that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so what else is up, man? What are you excited? Anything cool happening out there in the uh, the internet world, in the film world? What are you excited about? So I'm not excited really about, I mean, there's a lot of new stuff, and there's always new stuff, but I'm excited about something that's just been steadily progressing for the last few years now, which is LED lighting. Dude, LED lighting's awesome. It's great. So it's 
super low power draw, super high output. You don't burn yourself. You don't burn yourself. It's cool to the touch, generally. And they're I wouldn't say cheap, but cheaper to run. I mean, you don't have to have sure. a generator right? for most things. You don't you know, need, it just uh, depends. You don't need gloves. I would still wear gloves. <laughs> <laughs> if you're doing manual labor, I would, I would still recommend wearing gloves. Um, but anyway, I'm just excited about LEDs. Uh, I think they've, they're, they're going to be the new wave, you know, all in. I think everybody's going to go. They're going to start creating bigger fixtures to I think replace. stop making them. Making what? Tung- yeah. Tungsten? Yeah. I don't know, man. The, uh, you know, color spectrum and stuff yeah, on LEDs. the LED new LEDs, you can change all the colors. You can variable color spectrum. But I'm talking about. It's only getting better. The way that it produces light, like the CRI, the, you know. The quality of the light is still higher. Yeah, but I think it's going to be like film. What? Like the majority of people are going to be all LED all the time because it's cheaper, faster, better, more efficient, etc. Yes. And you're going to have a few tried and true who are like, oh, nothing's better than this this big old hot lamp. I don't know about that. You know what that. I mean? Yeah. That's we'll my see. thought. We'll see. I d- I'm just excited about it. I still think there's a place for all the other ones uh, for tungsten and HMI and all that jazz. But as far as the flexibility of LEDs, I think it's unbelievable, especially this stuff like this light ribbon where you, it just yeah. comes in a big spool and you can tape it up. Who makes that? Do you know? A company called Light Gear. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of companies sure. that make them, but that's the most uh, well-known. Well we, we saw it in AB. We saw the stuff that, um, who is it? Uh, not Matthews. Mm-mm. Who's the company that does the scrim gyms? Scrim gyms. Oh, man. Come on now. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. What are you, ta- are you talking about? The, talking light, about the, light, pan- the light pad? Yeah, the light panels that you can like roll up. The pads. Yeah, light pad. They're like a one by one. You can yep. build them out. They're like they're flexible. Really flexible. Yeah. yeah, they just fold up like an umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are really cool. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're just making it uh, easier for you, basically. You, yeah. you can do that yourself. You can which duct is, tape them to the wall. You can put them in yeah. the... And they're like wherever. waterproof. Yeah. And you can... Crush proof. You can step on yeah. them, roll over a truck. Now, there's some other. Um, the other LEDs we saw in, in AB had the um, like the phosphorus plates, where it literally um, wouldn't even show up until you throw in the phosphorus. And then all of a sudden, bam! Yeah, crazy light. Yeah, what is that? Those are cool. The uh, Cine, Cine something, Cine Marks, Cine, Cineo. Yeah, Cineo lighting. Yeah, I they, think, they maybe? were dope, dude. Yeah, they were they were sweet. This phosphor uh, mm-hmm. luminescent panel yeah. things. They were pretty rad. This is cool. Yeah, I'm just excited about the light light ribbon. Well, you we can just spool it out and yeah. you know throw it onto a card, Velcro it to the ceiling, and you've got this ultra low profile, high output source that can run off of like a nine volt battery. Yeah, you know it's crazy. Well, I mean we've worked the hell out of our little light panels. Your one by ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, we I mean, use those on everything. You know, it just they just get the job done. You mm-hmm. know, like. And they work. Tuck it into a corner, throw yeah, a V-mount battery this, on this it. this last, I did this medical gig. Um, didn't have a ton of budget. So, unfortunately, I wasn't able to bring on DP and grips and uh, gaffs. That's I why I didn't get you. a call, huh? <laughs> so, it was an internal gig, and I was flexing my DP muscles a little bit. And actually, you'll be proud of me. I did. Will I, um, will I really? I think you will. You'll be proud of me. I, so, I approached it, and I needed, to, I needed the light to be a, a little, somewhat soft. Yep. So I threw up my uh, my six foot diffusion, the big fold out one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Threw that up. Okay. And it wasn't like a full book light setup, but it was kind of like that. What'd you do? Bounce so it I, off the wall and no, then through the? No, yeah. no. I just threw um, 
I just threw both LEDs behind it. Yep. And created just a big source of a really soft light. Nice. And it worked great, man. It looked good. That's awesome. Did you, you have a proud of me. diffusion in the yeah, I do- yeah, oh, I doubled it yeah, up. I had okay. I had some like uh like opal in the uh in, in the, the LEDs themselves yep. and then punched it through the big old diffusion and um nice. it worked great. There was like no shadows, it looked even, it was it was pretty. That's awesome. Not bad, right? I am proud of you. There you go. Without even seeing it, I'm proud of you. <laughs> now that you're implementing techniques that you you've picked up. Pretty soon I'm out of here. I'm yeah. I'm worthless. No, you're there's always room for you on the podcast. I'm worthless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, funny. you know what I'm excited about is huh. Adobe CC 2015, Ooh. baby. All you post guys. It just dropped. All you post guys. What, uh, so what's new with this one? Man, what's, we've made the updates. Well, we've made the updates. And so there's multiple things across the board. But in Premiere specifically, where me and, and Anthony work, um, you know, he's our lead editor on LeapFrame. Yeah. Um, they've added a couple things. So they, the biggest feature that is, is pretty jamming is the idea that they, they've created these panels now. At the very top, they have different panels uh, that you can click, and it immediately gives you a setup for, like, assembly or effects and just makes it very easy, quick, and efficient. Don't and they already have that, though? Yeah, kind of, but not like this. Like Windows setups? Sort of, but yeah. this, one's, this one's, like, hmm. quick, but they're right there. You don't have to hit any drop-downs. They're just right there. Gotcha. And one of the new things they did is on their color tab mm-hmm. or color panel, they've added a bunch of features that were actually in speed grade uh, for color. Weird. So and is speed grade gone now? No, but it's they've they've really amped up color correction tools in Premiere. Wow! So you just can an just all in one. Yeah, you can do a lot of things faster, better, quicker. They've got a bunch of base LUTs that you can work from. Like it's definitely you can now grade and really do some stuff in Premiere, which is great because we don't nice. always have the budgets to send them off to colorists and that sort For of thing. Sure. And so sometimes you just need to kind of, you know, you know, grind it out. And Balance so, it and yeah. do yourself. Yep. The other thing that's kind of interesting, which we we're going to experiment with, is they have this new function in editing called the Morph Cut. I saw something about that. Dude, it's witchcraft. It looks insane. Witchcraft. I couldn't tell. I watched them blend two clips, and you can't see the edit. Yeah, so basically it samples the clips, and... As long as an interview, if you have a shot where the, if let's say it's, it's pretty much got to be a lockdown mm-hmm. and the talent, let's say the talent is whatever direction they're looking in, you've got to be in the same direction, whether it's looking at camera, looking left to right, the next clip you're cutting to has to be the exact same angle. Yeah. As long as it's the same angle, let's just say it's a different take, but the same angle, let's say the talent's looking at the camera or the talent's reading a prompter. If you go from take one to take two, or there's a there's a there's a jump cut, yeah, you can basically find your sort of space where that cut would happen naturally, uh-huh. or like where you would, you know, otherwise it would be a jump cut, and you can drop on what's called the morph cut sort of feature. It analyzes it, uh, kind of like uh, maybe the warp stabilizer. Yeah, it analyzes the frames. It analyzes the facial recognition where it's at, and essentially makes it seamless. Just blends them together. No more jump cut. So, for example, say somebody's talking about a, a glass of bourbon. Sure. And they're like, this glass of bourbon is great, and, uh, well, uh, it tastes fantastic. Yes. And you could cut out the, and, uh, well, uh. Yes. And then blend the two cuts together. Absolutely. And they would say, this glass of bourbon is great, and it tastes fantastic. And it would look natural. Wow. And, it, <laughs> and you wouldn't have to cover it. 
And so essentially, I think what Adobe has done is in certain cases, not every case, because if you're, if you're moving on a slider or you're, um, you know, the angles change, uh, yeah. you're still going to have to cover. But if, if you're in a, a prompter scenario or a straight-on scenario, they've essentially Number created one. a uh, save-your-ass function. Huh. <laughs> I just wonder how often. That's probably going to get used a lot now. I would think so. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Huh. So morph gut, dude. It's voodoo. Just, yeah. Post witchcraft. Yeah. So Crazy. that's cool. We're, uh, we're pretty, pretty stoked about that. Is that free, or do you have to pay more for that? Well, or? if you already, well, if you subscribe to the, yeah. to the creative the cloud, cloud, it's just part of your, your gig, part Sweet. of your deal. Well, they're just making that even more enticing now. Dude, creative cloud is the jammer. Yeah. Is it like 50 bucks, full suite? I don't even know, dude. I, I think it's know. 50 bucks, full suite for a month. It's worth it. It's crazy. Yeah. If you're a student, you get it super cheap. Yeah. Like and 1999 or something like and that. And I could see, see a lot of students using MorphCut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Save their butts on some For interviews. Sure. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, that's funny. That's what about, cool. uh, so you've been watching stuff Netflix. I've been watching stuff Netflix. Have you been into the theater recently? Man, the no. last movie I went to see was that stupid uh, uh, Iron Man crap. Iron Man. The uh, the Avengers. Oh, Avengers! It's horrible. Yeah, we don't need to revisit that. Let's not we know, we know how you that. feel. Yeah, no. we know how you feel. No, man, I haven't uh, haven't had a chance to get out and do that whole thing. Um, yeah. So no. I want to go see uh, dinosaurs, Jurassic Park. Ah, you do? I want to go see it just to you know. The first one was dope. When it came out, it was like what? I love that movie. Yeah, a lot of people don't. I've but heard, I, there's it's I've heard good and bad. I've heard a lot more bad than good. Seems Honestly. like uh, Chris Pratt like is becoming America's sweetheart at this point. Yeah, he's just an all-around action Everybody hero. Loves him. He's a good dad. He's yeah. a man of faith. He's a blah blah blah. Yeah, he's just a good dude. It seems like, and he likes to which is cool. Drink beers and be an American. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's he's released a bunch of statements about how I just need to do as many big movies as I can before I you know am done and then go coach my little kids sports leagues or yeah. whatever. And you all know. the girls are like, oh, how nice. Yeah, he's married Which to is Anna gonna, Ferris, right? It's only going to get him more work. Uh, isn't he married to Anna Ferris? I think so. She's not related to me, by the way. Really? I mean, she might be. She might be. In she distant. probably gets her looks from me. Distant. <laughs> she gets them from you. Yeah. Not the other way around. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm probably That's older fine. than she is. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I want to go see it and see what it's all about. See some giant dinosaurs eat some people. Yeah, man, it's always good. Chris Pratt saved the day. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, so anyway, cool, man. Well, I mean, sounds yeah. like that sounds like a lot's been going on. Yeah. Oh, you got exciting things coming up. I mean, what's what's gonna is there, are we gonna be able to re- to do a podcast next week? We are probably earlier in the week because later next week I uh, I get taken off the market. Ah, oh, that's right. Yeah. I know this because I'm going to yeah, be there. Because you're, yeah, you're actually yeah. going to be performing a very I'm officiating important function. Your wedding. You're officiating my wedding. You're getting married. I'm getting married. I guess technically I'm marrying you. You are marrying me. <laughs> <laughs> I think when I asked you to do it, I said, hey, Brandon, will you marry me? Will you marry me? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, wait. You mean officiate. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll do that too. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's going to be fun, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Great so. girl. Solid. She's fantastic. Yeah. Veterinarian, right? She's, she's a vet. Veterinarian. She's way smarter than I am. She cuts animals all day. I like to think that she saves animals all day. Well, but, but she cuts them, them open. She cuts them pokes open. around. And takes out the bad stuff. All that stuff. Puts in the good stuff. Yeah. Closes them up. Pets them on the head. Sends them out the door. Yeah. 
That's awesome, dude. Anyway, it's going to be a good time. Congratulations, by the Thank way. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah. And if you're listening out there, if you want to, you know, send a congratulations or a gift. Yeah, go feel, for it. Feel free. Hit us up on uh, fdbpodcast.com. I'll write you back and say thank uh, you. Alex is a good guy. Yeah, so. I like to think so. Yeah, it's good. Anyway, but yeah, so I got a big wedding coming up, and then uh, two days after that, where we leave for Mexico for a week, Mexico. We're going to go relax, recharge the batteries, and hopefully come back to just an unlimited, steady stream of awesome projects to work on. And podcasts. And podcasts. Awesome, man. I'm probably, we're we're going to have to do a podcast from Mexico. Hey, we're at, you know uh, that. well, we're at 5,000 right now. 5,000 listens. Downloads. RSS 5,000 something. There's RSS downloads. There's numbers. There's people. But Some figure 5K. says 5,000, which seems like a big number. Seems important. Yeah. I'm proud of that. Cheers, buddy. Cheers to 5K. It's All like right. Red Epic style right there. There you go. I'll catch you. Uh, I guess we'll catch each other on the next episode. We're going to have to. Yeah, man. Or the next job. Or the next job. My producer will be in touch. Hopefully both. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.